up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is the Duchess of Sassy Town, and I am sitting here on my blue throne. How's everybody doing today? It's cloudy outside. We got some snow yesterday. Very nice to look at. Can't wait to be out of it. As usual, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, commenting, sharing your thoughts. I really appreciate it, and I like hearing the different viewpoints. Also, don't forget, if you missed this broadcast, you can hear it on Dub City Radio on Radio 365 on Saturdays at 6 o'clock. Anyway, what's new in the Duchess's world? Today, I finally made it to the doctor. I couldn't take it anymore. And she does not think I have any type of infection. So, yep, that blew the neurologist theory out of the water. What I do have is a lot of inflammation and it's causing great distress to my body right now. So the, the flare-up isn't over. Um, it was kind of easier last week and then over the weekend I was back to not being able to move. So now I get the nice little prednisone taper. It helps, but I hate taking it. So we're also going to toss in some magnesium for headaches and turmeric or turmeric, however you pronounce it, for the inflammation. I have a combination of my fibromyalgia messing up along with the MS flare-up, so that's that. We still smile. How's everybody feeling? Like, anybody get their stimulus check yet? Because I didn't. I don't expect to get one again, but we'll see. But I'm seeing posts about what people should do with their $1,400, like it's a million dollars. People have families to feed. Did anybody notice? So, today in politics, you know I had to go there. Um, obviously the stimulus package passed, but it didn't pass bipartisan. It was mostly the Democrats, all the Democrats. And uh, the Republicans are against everything. And they're on Twitter saying, you know, Biden's a bust and everything else. And basically what he's done is start to unravel the mess that the previous person caused. It has now come out in writing that the CDC was basically hamstrung by the previous person uh, purposely. They were told not to say certain things. So what he did was he went down a, a list like he had. First, you're going to discredit the media, which he started doing as soon as he got in office. Then you're going to discredit government agencies. So when he started pulling people from high positions that knew what they're supposed to do, started pointing his own people who had no clue what to do, but their only purpose was to dismantle from the inside out. And then he hamstrung the the mail service, and they're still trying to get that back. He also went along to discredit the CDC. And the people that know what they're talking about, he basically silenced them. And when they still try to speak, then he discredited them even more. Well, they found the memos of him saying what he was going to do. And it's kind of like, dude, They need to arrest him. They need to bring everything against him and throw the book at him. And don't give him a camera that's gonna watch him 24 hours. Let a guard get in there. Who cares? I don't. 
But what we're seeing now is change. And the people don't even want to admit that they see change. You've got the governor of Mississippi who flat out refuses to expand Medicare and other services for the less fortunate. They want to keep Mississippi the armpit of America. And it is the armpit of America. That is a state I will ever, never ever step my foot in. Then you have Florida and then you have Texas. They're still passing on Trump's messages. They're still doing things that he's telling them to do. So he's still kind of controlling the Republican Party uh, from Florida to Texas. And then you still have your QAnon sitting, you know, on the hill. What's interesting is people are now here are now starting to realize that as Florida and Texas goes, so does Iowa. And I had to point that out several times to people. Just watch what's happening there, and it's going to happen here. Because our governor is actually good friends with DeSantis. And yeah, there's some things that's going on. There's money issues that shouldn't be because she's chosen to do something else with the money. We need HUD to come back out here. They were already out here once about the housing discrimination and the, the barriers that the city and the state have put forth for people that need rental assistance. And there's more money coming for that. It's just not going where it's supposed to go because they're making it so difficult for people to get it. They don't care. You know, so I've finally got the women's group off the ground, myself and a co-founder. And she liked my ideas, I liked her ideas, and we're working together. And the goal is to be the voice of the women here, to empower them to speak up, stand up, show up, and show out. We have every intentions of being vision-oriented. We will not show up looking like we're from the streets. We will hold our heads up high. There's a standard. And you know, when you set a standard, those that want to do better will follow that standard. Those that don't, well, we can't help everybody. But I think this is going to be something very positive to start to rebuild this community. Not that it's a bad community, because this is a nice area. But there's a lot of non-trust. So, you know, we're going to try to build a trust up in the community. Um, I was going to join the NAACP, but yeah, right now, it's a joke. But I am trying to get on the Human Rights Commission, and I introduced myself last night, and basically, I want to sit at the table. It's a non-paid position. I don't care about that. But I want to sit at that table because I want to work from within to help people that are having issues. So I'll have to keep you posted. I'll know in two weeks, you know, if I get to be sworn in or not. In the meantime, this all plays around. A Republican state. Um, here in Iowa, they've also or they are also trying to change some of the voting laws to make it more restrictive, even though they don't think it is. Trying to make it more restrictive 
to have a representative in DC that are voting against everything that's for the people. Um, and Ashley Henson, sweetheart, I'm looking at you, baby. She has voted against everything. I'm thinking by the time she finally leaves office, if she ever gets voted out, she can still nay backwards and forward in her sleep while she's clipping her toenails, whatever. Nay is her favorite word. So, you know, how do you how do you go around that? You know, how do you fix that? When you are a black Democrat in white ass Iowa, you fix it from the inside. You know, the, the people out here, they don't actually get out into the communities. They go to the white communities and this is a mixed community. But if you want to actually talk with a, a politician, you have to go to them. They don't come to you. Even when it's time for elections, they go to the wealthier areas, but they want to vote. All over the country, you know, people that look like me, they only want us when it comes to a vote. So when Georgia showed up and showed out, they're like, oh wait, we don't want that vote. So more restrictions there. And what was expected was that this idiot actually thought that mobilizing the black vote, it was going to go for him. He really thought that. And when it didn't, oh, we need tighter restrictions. We need to match signatures. I don't know about anybody else, but my registration card that I signed a year ago, my signature will not look the same right now. Most people, unless they rubber stamp their signature, it doesn't always look the same. But in Georgia, it will have to. It's illegal to give somebody food and drink that's standing in line. How dumb is that? They know how long the lines are to vote. They know sometimes people wait six, seven hours to vote. So you're saying that they can't have anything to drink, they can't have anything to eat. That's ridiculous. So as this is all playing out different ways across our country, the only ones that are actually saying it is Stacey Abrams and some of the guys on MSNBC. We are entering Jim Crow too. But there's a difference here. It's actually all over the news media. It's all over. It's out in the open. You know, it's it's being publicized. When people went through this type of discrimination and segregation before, it wasn't that publicized. And people didn't care because they weren't in it. You know, it didn't affect them, so they didn't care. Now, it affects a lot of people. But the funny part is, it affects a lot of poor white people. So, quite naturally, now they give a damn. And when you have a situation, it affects poor white people, now, 
They want the black people to scoop them up in their arms and take them with. These are the same part white people that still voted for Trump because they voted against their best interest. Now it's like, oh wait, we're going to need help. Now, Stacey Abrams is a classy woman. I would say, hell no, go sit your ass down someplace. I just couldn't do it. Doesn't make me racist, it makes me a realist. You, you know, you'd rather see my votes taken away, you'd rather see my rights taken away. When it comes down to you're almost in the same situation, yeah, now you want somebody in your corner. I don't play that. The Republican Party is still doing a lot of things behind the scenes. And the only reason that they're getting away with it is because the Democrats, it's like they, they play chicken and then they run away. They don't cross the line. They wanna play it safe. They wanna, you know, have mediation across the aisles. And that's a great concept. If there wasn't so much vile or just crassness to the Republicans. Those that support the Republican Party have at it. That's fine and dandy. But if you think your rights are greater than my rights, you're wrong to take a back seat. You know, the, the biggest danger to the Republican Party is themselves. Thank goodness they are self-imploding. So where does that leave white-ass Iowa? Well, Chuck Grassley is trying to decide if he wants to run for re-election. A lot of his, his constituents want to see him not run again. I think he's 95 years old, or he will be 95 if he runs again. So he's been in politics, I think they said over 50 years. So at 95, see, that's this old, old, deep-seated racism that wants to stay in power to continue the ways. And things are changing all around them, except for the fact that he has a grandson. Yes, I just found that out. He has a grandson that's doing the same thing. Generational hatred is real. The way they discuss the black people out here. You know, Chicago was bad, but at least there was enough of us to actually mobilize and, and get something done. Out here, there's not enough of us. And even the ones that want to mobilize, well, they've passed something out here too now. You know, if you hit a person... Okay, wait, check this one out. If there's a protest, and you're in the streets protesting. Now, keep in mind, mainly the ones that were protesting at the time of Black Lives Matter, which is a movement, not an organization, but the people were protesting after one of the riots or something. I forget what happened. But the car that the governor was riding in hit a person. Now, it made the news. However, nothing else has been said. I don't know if there was charges against the driver, but they hit a person and didn't even bother to stop and see if the person was okay. Luckily, the person was okay. 
but it just kind of it made the news that one night it was in the paper and then it was never heard of again. Now they're trying to pass something out here that if you are protesting and you are hit by a vehicle or something happens to you in the line of that protest, the person's not at fault. The protester is in the wrong. No matter what the situation is, the protester was in the wrong. So you know what that's gonna cause. It's gonna cause a situation that we've seen already. Drivers running over protesters and nothing happens to them. You know, Charlottesville, nothing happened to the driver. He got a slap on the wrist. So that's what we're gonna start seeing more of. And this was in Des Moines that that happened. So it's kind of like, just they want to keep things so degrading for minorities. It's you know it's it's sickening that here we are in 2021, and the same thing that was fought for 50 plus years ago, we're still fighting for. We just have more avenues to fight. So the more avenues we find to fight the more ways they try to control it. Remember, they want to bust up big tech. Not because they're a monopoly. We all know that Mark Zuckerberg is an ass. We know this. We see what he's doing on Facebook. We know the information isn't safe, but yet we still post it. Breaking up big tech gives the government control over what you say and what you do. That's all it is. Right now, because they don't control it, we're free to pretty much say whatever the hell we want to say. And believe me, I have. I've also been in Twitter jail because depending on what mood Jack Dorsey is in is what happens on Twitter. If he's in a pissy mood, everybody's getting blocked and you're getting banned for seven days or whatever. But you're pretty much allowed to say what you want to say. Where the Republicans went wrong is the stuff that they were putting out on Twitter was inciting violence. They were telling people where to meet up. They were telling people, I'll see you there. So when Twitter started blocking them, and in Trump's case, when they removed him, Trump had already been telling people, hey, I'll see you January 6th. He had been inciting violence since he got on Twitter. They just finally decided to do something about it. So everybody jumped on the parlor. People are so ridiculously stupid. They don't realize that all these sites that you get on is monitored. Your privacy is not guaranteed. Now remember the assumption of privacy. If you still feel that you have the assumption of privacy, I got some beautiful, beautiful desert land in Alaska I'd like to sell you. Don't assume privacy. A lot of these people that were at the riots, yeah, the FBI said they were looking for them and this, that, and the other. They know who these people are. What they're doing is they put it out there so that their friends and neighbors and their employers can see, hey, yeah, we're looking for your guy right here. That's all that was. That's all it was. They know who these people are. Even the ones who decided to go onto the dark web now, I don't know if any of you have ever tried to do that before, to get onto the dark web. It's a process. But the stuff that I found on the dark web, oh my God. 
they have to be highlighting it on their too. So knowing that the FBI is literally watching everything everybody says, why would they feel they're putting up hateful rhetoric, dangerous rhetoric, that there will be no consequences? That's why probably they're getting taken down. But then there's another one called Gab. And the, the only reason this happens is because there's enough people like me that join these sites just to see what's being said. And then you just post it on Twitter. Post it to the FBI. Not a big deal. You know, you see somebody wants to set up to kill somebody, they say something. At least you would like to think somebody would. What they're doing, especially towards the South, is they're trying to reinstate Jim Crow, hoping that it will spread up this way. Well, we have a lot of a lot of um, grassroots states. You know, Iowa used to be a flyover state, and it's not anymore. But they're also talking about taking Iowa out as the first stop for the election, the first caucus. There's a lot of rumblings out here. There's a lot of butthurt people out here because out here they think they're number one. They're not. Racism here in Iowa is real. I've experienced it when some bitch told my son and I to go back where we came from. You know, I think I told you that last week. I didn't hear it because I would have got out of the car. But I'm thinking, I came from Illinois. I really don't want to go back there. But she was so ignorant, she probably would have lost the whole meaning of that. Because in her mind, I came from Africa. My birth certificate says I was born in Chicago. So there's no connection between Chicago and Africa. But you know, that's okay. She's one of those that think that all black people are the same. Bitch lives in a bubble. So knowing that, it's interesting to see that not, not only is racism alive and well, they just don't wear their sheets out here, but the white folks out here don't even like each other. To me, I find that really comical. They don't like each other. They don't trust anybody out here, but they believe anything, anything that relates to them. And it's it's interesting to watch because, you know, I come from a, an area where, yeah, people rise up, people protest. You know, black people and white people protest together. Out here, no, 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 Don't let me get caught protesting with a black person. It's gonna look bad for my image. Don't let me get caught doing this with a black person. It's gonna look bad for my image. It's interesting. Everybody's so worried about their image. They don't even know that they're the joke of the rest of the country. They're cornfed people, inbred jets. It's like they live in a, a, a world all their own and they just really don't get it. What they care about is being first for the caucus. They cared about what Trump said and did. 
And many people like this governor because she follows Trump's strategies. So now we have everything opening up and things here have been open, but the businesses still want you to wear a mask, which I have no problem with. But I saw a video of a 65-year-old lady in a bank. It's either Texas, I think it was Texas. They asked her to put a mask on and she said no because the mandate was lifted. It was. It was, a, it was lifted on the 11th, so this happened the next day. She went into the bank without a mask. There's a sign that clearly says, you know, still wear your mask. Also, the idiot governor also said, respect what the businesses want, even though he removed the mask mandate. This means it's up to the business's discretion. They called the cops on this lady. So, Officer White Man comes in, He's real calm with the lady. She's laughing in his face, telling him it's hilarious. She doesn't have to do this, blah, blah, blah. He's ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. So this went on for a good, at least five minutes of the video clip that was shown. I'm thinking, had that person looked like me, they would have been taken down immediately and hauled out. They might live to tell about it. Nope, this lady here, as ignorant as she was to this officer who did not deserve that because he was not disrespectful to her at all. Was not. He told her, put her hand behind her back. She told him no. Y'all, people that look like me, we don't get a chance to say no. We just don't. So he's got her on the ground, trying to get both hands behind her back. She automatically screams, He's making my hand touch my privates. This is a 65-year-old lady, and she didn't even look like she was 65. So she's a very young looking 65. The trouble he went through to get this woman out of the bank because she refused to comply and wear a mask. People that look like me would not have had that chance. The thing is, people that don't look like me don't care. And I was really happy that whoever took the video kind of panned up. Because standing in line was this black guy who was just standing there watching as this lady was like, oh, so nobody's going to help me? You guys are all just going to stand there? And it panned up to this black guy. And I was like, yeah, don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just watch. I like to see stuff like that. Our rights have been stripped back again because of this past president. Different states are doing different things. Now, I haven't heard anything about Illinois doing anything, but you know, it's so crooked there. They, they got so many problems. They have to figure that out before they can start saying they're going to start screwing up everybody more. You know, and it's just a, it's a trickle down effect because one county pretty much controls the whole state, which it shouldn't be that way, but that's how it is. One county controls the entire state. But here, in other states, it's like you got the Dakotas. They're different. So you got the Dakotas, you got Nebraska, you got Texas, Florida, and Iowa. It's interesting that they want black people there to improve their teams. Because you know, we have historically black universities, but they want to pilfer these kids, which was what they did. They pilfered these young people 
to go from their colleges by offering them bigger scholarships to play at all-white schools. But they don't want you there. They want you to make the teams look good. I don't get it. You know, I brought my son out here and literally you can count on one hand how many black people were in the university he went to at the time he started. There's a little bit more now, but there were so many people in that school that had never been next to a black person. These are farm people. The only thing they get close to is animals. Some of them get a little too close. They get close to animals and meth. There's a lot of meth heads out here. That means, you know what? You got way too much idle time. Way too much. But how is this going to end up? What will this look like six months from now? A year from now? Will things change? If not change, at least will they start to get better? You know, will people stand up for their rights or will they just get tired of the situation and just say whatever, walk around singing, case of Asura, whatever will be, will be. I'm not thinking it's going to go that way. I think the, the fascism or the autocracy of a Donald Trump regime I think it's gonna gonna end. You know, when you have a regime like that, it's just one of those. How do you get over that? And when it comes down to it, Trump is a wannabe. He is a failure at life, but people fail to look at all the big picture. He's going to go away. The people that are in office now, they have to work to get rid of. They rode in on the Trump wave. I don't think they're going to last. You know, people are starting to wake up and see, oh, okay, so these policies that are coming forth, they're good. You know, they're they're good policies. They're trying to reunite reunite these kids with their families. They're trying to get rid of ICE. And I say trying because at the at the nice wing of a pen Biden can do all this for the life of me I can't figure out why he keeps trying to work with the Democrats I mean I'm sorry with the Republicans because Republicans never worked with the Democrats everything that came out under Trump's regime was not a bipartisan thing it was the Republicans pushing past the Democrats now they're upset that Biden is starting to do that they're upset about it the same thing that they did Throughout history, and you can look this up, the party that always claims fiscal responsibility has been the one that ushers in some type of recession, puts us in a bigger debt. That has been the Republican Party. Not the Republican Party of Lincoln. You have to go back to probably Ronald Reagan when all this shit really started. You actually listen to his speeches and see everything that he said. All this shit started with him. You know, and I remember when he got shot, 
I was in seventh or eighth grade. And even at that young age, I was like, you know, good, good. But you look at then and you look at now. I don't blame Trump. Trump is just an asshole. I mean, like it says on his birth certificate, probably. Asshole Junior. This has been going on for decades. So, in the long run, we know that the Democrats are going to get us back on a solid fiscal trail. We already know this. We know that Trump manipulated the markets to make the numbers look better than what they did. We are in a recession. We are in a recession. Trump held up the vaccines, but now he wants to take credit for all the people that are getting vaccinated now. It had nothing to do with him. Yeah, he kickstarted getting things started. That he did do. But then what did he do before he left? He held it up. Vaccines were sitting in warehouses. So he can't take credit for what's going on right now. But he's trying. And you'll allow him to try. What you can do is continue to speak up, speak out. Nobody has to accept being less than. If you accept it, then you choose to accept it. There's many ways to fight. You can learn how to use a social media platform. There are apps that you can download that you can actually write letters to your representatives. There are apps to where you can tell your representative which way you would like them to vote. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to listen, but there's ways to do things. Sometimes it requires taking to the street, and I per perfectly understand that. No matter what you do, there's going to be some that listen and a lot that don't. It doesn't matter the avenue that you take, but take one. If you're one of the ones that sit around and you complain, black or white, if you're one of the ones that sit around and you complain about what's going on around you, maybe you're the problem. What are you going to do? Politics is one thing. Politics is fun to me. I don't mind talking about it. I can pick it apart left and right. And, you know, I, I hear Megan McCain whining in, in my head. She's a whiner. But don't sit around and complain about it unless you're going to be one to do something. Don't continuously ask, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Get your ass up and show me what you're going to do. I know what I'm going to do. And I know what I would like to collaborate on, but I am stepping my toes in there. I'm not sitting back saying, what can we do? Because we can't do anything until I decide I want to make a move. Once you decide you want to make that move, then you start making that move. You don't necessarily need other people to make that move. I've been spouting off to, to representatives since I've been on Twitter. And I've been on Twitter since it started. That avenue opened up, oh yeah, I was free to say what I wanted to say to my representatives. And believe it or not, some do answer back. Getting blocked by Trump was considered an honor. I tried, 
I couldn't get blocked by that stupid idiot that saved my life. I tried. But I did end up in Twitter jail for a while. I've never ended up in Facebook jail. And you guys have seen my post. So don't sit around saying, oh, what can we do? I think this should be done this way. No, you're freaking Eeyore. Stop being Eeyore. Decide that you want to actually do something and then do it. You don't need anybody's approval. Make a move. Nobody has to like it. Most people won't. Who cares? If everybody is a follower, then you can kind of understand the situation that this country is in right now. Follow a person who demanded loyalty, who had no loyalty for anyone, not even his own family. But there was that blind loyalty. Who are you loyal to? Are you loyal to yourself? Are you loyal to your family? Or are you loyal to the misguided practices and goings on that are happening in this country? Are you okay with people that don't look like you being treated less than? Are you okay with people not being able to have a seat at the table next to you? Or are you on your own personal high thinking you've got it so good because somebody else doesn't have? Or I can get whatever I want. I can take whatever I want. If you're in that category, you will fall. Trust me, you will fall. I have taken great pleasure, and I sound so diabolical, I've taken great pleasure in watching the food lines out here. It's all white people. It's all white people. The same thing they complained about, the same services, the same treatment that underprivileged people are getting now they have to depend on. Now it's okay. You know, before it was bad, they were lazy, this, that. Now when it happens to them, they realize that circumstances can put you in certain situations. It's not your own fault. And do you believe they're still complaining? They're still complaining. I have a family to feed. I need this, I need that. Well, you know what? Underprivileged people say the same thing. They have families to feed. They need this. They need that. But see, when it's a person that doesn't look like you, they're lazy. They should get out there and get a job. They shouldn't have so many kids. Now, oh, look, you're in the same boat. Not that you spent time with your kids anyway, but you shouldn't have had them if you can't feed them. Ooh, does that sound familiar? That hit a toe. Damn, not sorry. Those of you who hold up a Bible, why don't you try reading it? Because everything that you talk about, the way you treat people, it's not in the Bible. I had to remove a friend who always said things and it's covered in the blood of Jesus and this, that, and the other. And it's somebody I went to school with. It was just kind of like, really? This is who you really are? 
you know, this person is fat, not attractive, not somebody that Trump would ever look at, but she loves some Trump. Loves some Trump. And, you know, he didn't, he wouldn't give two craps about her because she was not attractive and she was very fat. But behind the Bible and covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, everything Trump was doing was right. He was the best president this country has ever seen. This is how far down the rabbit hole she had fallen. So along with my teacher friend that I had a crush on, I got rid of both of them. I just got tired of seeing it. They have a right to post what they want and I get it. But it was just the fact that every day they were posting memes. Not even They're not even smart enough to realize that half the memes were spelled wrong. And one was a teacher at one time. So it's just, you know, you get sick of seeing the bullshit. You get sick of seeing all the hatred. And I stood up and said, hey, I want to put my toe in. I want to empower people. It doesn't have to be this way. You know, we don't have to keep each other down to move on to make somebody else look better. We can all look good. We can all eat. But we have to together stop the atrocities that are happening. Stop watching what other countries do. Let them go back to watching us. Let us set the standards. Let us reset the standards in our own families. Go back to how you grew up. Granted, some of you grew up in racist families. I get it. If that's the case, break the cycle. I'll invite you out to lunch or dinner. Break the cycle. Learn that we are more alike than we are unalike. There's no fear. There shouldn't have been fear in the first place. So think about that. And you know what? We'll have something good to talk about next week. Or I might come back later on in the week. Don't forget, listen to the rebroadcast on Saturdays on Dub City Radio on Radio 365. And as usual, I would love to hear your opinions. And, you know, thank you for listening. And keep shining. Until next time.